Hi, this is Jim Lyon. You're listening to Viewpoint. And with me today, Jay Harvey. How are you? I am great, Jim. Good to be with you. So good to be out of the house. Yes. You know, we've spent weeks in our homes and uh, now venturing out just a little bit. Jay and I are both in the same studio, but we are socially distanced, I promise. Yes. Uh, you are far away from me. Yes. I can barely see you. Well, and, okay. And you're... as far as status goes, you're still far above me. So, it, <laughs> well, you know, it, it all works out. We're just acknowledging <laughs> that our world is not returned to normal. Right. And all of us understand that the world has changed radically just in the last couple of weeks, months. I mean, who could have dreamed at the beginning of this year where we'd be now in May? Mm. All that said, when I look at the world, I think, this place is messed up. Yeah. I mean, how could a tiny little virus unseen sweep across the world and change everything. I mean, everything. Our routines, our way of life, the economy, our future, our sense of certainty, our confidence. Everything has been upended. What a world is this? It's like, wow, a broken world. And as I think about that, Jay, I'm thinking, well, I know when the pandemic began, kind of, I mean, we have right. a sense of it late in 2019, hence the name COVID-19. It refers to the year 2019. But there's a beginning before that. I mean, how do we get to a place where such a thing could happen? It's because somebody dropped a ball or wasn't thinking carefully or whatever. I mean, you, you can unpack beginnings. What is the beginning, actually? And, and when I think about the beginning, I have to think about this world. Right. Did it begin this way? Has it always been this way? Right. But maybe a better question is, what's my beginning? Mm. <laughs> you know, how did I get mixed up in this? How did I get messed up in this world? I mean, do you ever think about that? So yeah. what's your beginning? What's my beginning? Where did we start anyway? Yeah, and whatever you think about your beginning does inform how you're going to view things going forward when you come into something like this, like the pandemic or a season of, of favor or blessing or whatever you deem that. But then when there's hurdles as well, I think our beginning determines how we see things and how we try to get through things. Because at the beginning of the year, I had set out some goals, Jim, and one of them was to get outside more and exercise outside. Well, I can't do that now. So, you know, what do I do? Just give up? Well, you're spot on. I think what we think about our beginnings and we don't think about that very often actually determines our future. Yeah. Okay, so I'm thinking about my beginning. When did I actually begin? When did my life actually begin? I mean, you can address that poetically and literally and figuratively and so on. But I'm just thinking, you know, in some ways, my life began when I became a grandpa. I have six grandchildren. Ah. And I'll tell you what, it's a whole new chapter. I couldn't I've have, heard that. I couldn't have dreamed it up. Yep. Someday you'll get there, you young I, guy. I, I'm, but I'm yes. just telling you. It's a whole new life. So maybe my life began when I was a grandparent. Yeah, I would say mine is when I became a parent. Never knew that that type of uh, love existed until I saw my first child being born. And so when I became a parent, it was like, okay, now this is it. This is the beginning of my life. I get that. When you have kids, everything is turned upside down yep. in a good way. Yes. Oh, but wait a minute. No, there's something before that. Because I think when I got married, that's when my life began. I mean, you know what? I'd be nothing without my wife. She's right. everything. And for some but, people, that's when their life ends. But well, <laughs> well, I digress. Oh, sorry. But it's for okay. me, I, I think for most people, getting married is a threshold. It's a beginning. And you might say, my life, the person I am today began when I got married. Yeah, we could go on and on, though. So I could go one step back and say, well, what about when I got 
graduated from high school. Now that everybody made a big deal about it. I got some money. I got some cards. I got a cake. Okay. Now your life begins. You graduated high school or college. Uh, I mean, I'm with you. In our culture, when you graduate from high school, it's kind of like the threshold of adulthood. Suddenly you're on your own or you start making your way. That's the beginning of a kind. But whoa, wait a minute. Back back from then, when I went to junior high school and got into that puberty thing, my whole world changed. I mean, I was not the little boy anymore. And I started to think differently and view things differently. Well, I mean, maybe that's the beginning. Honestly, that's when I began to grapple with real life. Yes. And that certainly is an interesting <laughs> time. You could even go back to, I remember going to kindergarten, Jim. I remember actually some people from kindergarten. And I thought, wow, there are other people out there like me. Well, you know, and when you repeat kindergarten three times, you probably do remember those people. <laughs> but okay. So kindergarten is when you go to school, you start socializing, you start learning your letters and numbers and all that. But wait a minute. Obviously, let's just be straight up. Yeah. My beginning is my birthday, isn't it? I mean... My life began when I was born, August 2nd, 1952, I can tell you. Could could be. Or there was a moment that you were conceived about 10 months before that, uh-huh. nine and a half months, so we could go there. So a beginning at conception, if that's what I believe is my beginning, that's going to inform the way I even look at political debates today, isn't it? If I think my beginning wasn't until I got a birthday when I actually came out of the womb, well, then that changes the way I might look at some of the big issues of our time. Wow. What you think about your beginning actually does inform your future. But wait, let's say I believe that uh, my life began at conception. And you know what? I'm just, I'm just going to own that. I, that's what I do believe. I think my sure. life began with conception. But there's even something underneath that when I go to my beginnings, because I know you've done this too, Jay. Yes. I had one of those, what I'll call saliva tests, a DNA test. Just, right. You spit in a vial, send it to the lab. They come back with an analysis of your DNA, your chromosomes. And what I discovered, no big surprise to me, but I understood that I'm mostly Irish. My parents by birth are both Irish nationals, so I am 96% Irish. I got a smattering of Scandinavian in there because the Vikings pillaged Ireland a long time ago and couldn't keep their hands off the Irish lasses. So no wonder I've got some of that. But essentially, I'm, I'm that guy. Does that mean that my beginning goes way back to some ancient Celtic brooding heather overlooking the crashing waves of the North Atlantic. Is that my beginning? You know, that's so fascinating because when I did that too, what what it did for me was, and I never thought about in in these terms about my beginning, but what I immediately felt was a connection to a community of people that came so far before me that I my beginning does have some existence there. So it it was a, it was a great way to uh, remember that, boy, there's a lot that came before me. There's a lot of people that came before me. There was almost like a plan in place. Well, there's a piece of you right. that is carried forward from those ancients, and I'm conscious of that too. I'm a guy who was born out of wedlock, relinquished into foster care and an orphanage, then adopted, and then adopted a second time. So I have three names and three birth certificates. What's my beginning? I mean, it's wow. a complicated question. But like the all holy, that said, holy trinity of beginnings over there. <laughs> there's even more. Even my DNA goes back past those Celtic origins. Because you know what, Jay? There's a thing called mitochondrial Eve. And with the discoveries of genetics and, and the rapid advance in genetic science and medicine these days, we know that every person alive and every person who has been alive carries a common strain in their cells. That is so it's fascinating. It's called mitochondria. It's, it's a bit of the 
the stuff that helps our cells operate. It's kind of the fuel of our neutrons and protons and electrons and so on. And that mitochondria is passed down through our maternal ancestors. So every person, male or female, has a maternal component to their DNA. And what's been demonstrated conclusively, proved true over the last 25 years, is that there is someone labeled mitochondrial Eve. Hmm. Bottom line, every person is descended from a single female ancestor, a progenitor of all of us, one person. This is not to say that all science believes that Adam and Eve is a real story. It is to say that all science has agreed that there is a single woman who has birthed, as it were, the whole human race. Right. Wow. That, that's so fascinating. And you know what? If that's, That sounds like a beginning to me. Yes. And if that's my beginning, that means that you, Jay, literally share some of my DNA. Correct. We are siblings, but so do the people who don't look anything like me. You and I could be, well, I mean, we come from the same kind of background, but there are people of different ethnicities and communities and cultures and histories that actually share my DNA too. Well, see, what you believe about your beginning does inform where you go in life. Oh, but wait a minute. We're going to talk about the beginning, Jay. You're going back further? Let's go back all the way to the beginning, beginning. Ah, ah, Give me a word. Give me a word. I do recall something being written in the gospel called John that says, in the beginning, the word already existed. The word was with God and the word was God. He existed in the beginning with God. God created everything through him and nothing was created except through him. Who? Him. The word. The word in the Greek language of that original text is logos, which means Jesus. It's Jesus is the word. He is the expression, the projection of God. He is God. And what's striking to me in what you just read is Jesus is the creator. So when we talk about in the beginning was the word, in the beginning was Jesus, and Jesus was with God, and Jesus was God, Mm. and all things were made by him, and without him was not anything made that was made. That tells me Jesus made me. So my beginning, you could say, goes back back to that Jesus gig, (laughs) which which actually is before the beginning, because Jesus already existed before the beginning of this universe which means there's a history before the beginning. This messed up world that Jesus made, Jay, is not messed up because he made it imperfectly. Right. He made it perfectly. He imagined us perfectly without flaws. That's, that was his design. But then we believe that at the dawn of human history, the enemy of our souls, Satan, the adversary, the devil himself, yes, we believe that there's this other personality who is the opposite of God, the antithesis of Jesus. If God is good, the devil is bad. If Jesus is light, the devil is darkness. If if Jesus is justice, the devil is injustice, and so on and so forth. That this enemy of our souls crept into the creation and crept into the human heart, which was the only thing made in the image of God in all of creation, didn't creep into a dog's heart or into a cow's brain. No, into the human heart. Right. The only thing made in the image of God and gave access then for the devil to corrupt all of creation, the pandemic, the virus, cancer, car wrecks, tornadoes, evil terrorists, criminals, all of it are consequent to that broken place and the devil's work. And if that is something that I invest in as the framework for how I see my beginning in in that light, then 
I have a much better chance then of knowing that I may have a purpose and that, that God is leading us somewhere. And, and I now have a hope because while it may feel like there is so much evil around us at certain times, if Jesus was there in the beginning and is now redeeming those things and providing us a way through, then that leads me to my purpose and a hope that waits for me when things will be put back right. We're not just random. Right. We're here on purpose. Jay, you and I and everybody listening to us has been imagined by God Mm. and created by God, and our beginnings go back to him, to Jesus himself, really. Jesus is God. And his design for us was to be perfect, but when sin entered into the creation, all of us were corrupted. It's why our bodies are not perfect in the way he originally intended them to be, why our bodies begin to break down. Our hearts, our minds, our ambitions, our desires are also corrupted. I've got a lot of good stuff going on in my head, but I'll tell you what, Jay, I've had some really, really depraved stuff go on in my head. Mm. And sometimes our our wicked thoughts actually translate into action and conduct. All of it is evidence that the devil himself is at work in this world. But our beginning was not to end up here. It was to be different. Okay, so... Give us this word. This is the Apostle Paul writing. What does he say in Ephesians? So amazing. Talk about beginnings. It's even one step further back, I think, Jim. Before the beginning, it says in this book called Ephesians, even before he made the world, God loved us and chose us in Christ to be holy and without fault in his eyes. God decided in advance to adopt us into his own family by bringing us to himself through Jesus Christ. This is what he wanted to do, and it gave him great pleasure. Even before the world was, wow. J. Harvey, mm. God imagined you. He yeah. knew you before you were. Where is our beginning? It's not just when you become a grandparent or a parent or get married or graduate from high school or enter puberty or go to kindergarten or even are born or even conceived. It's not even when the world was made. Before the world was made, God imagined you. And his purpose in imagining you was to make you holy and without blame, faultless in his eyes. And it gave him pleasure because God loves us. Mm -hmm. He loves you, he loves me, he loves everyone listening today, no matter how wretched you think you've been, he loves you. And his ambition is to cause you to have life, and life perfectly. That's his game. And Jesus came into this world to effect that end. Jesus, the person of God, in human form, came into the creation. And ever since he did, ever since he landed 20 centuries ago, we have been following him, trying to push back hell's hand, trying to get us out of hell's kitchen, you might say, Mm. into heaven's home, so that all of us could play our part well in making this world a better place, reclaiming what hell has stolen. Wow, when I think about my beginning matters, I'm not here by some mad act of passion of a man and woman someplace somewhere who didn't know what they were doing or care. Or maybe they did know what they were doing and cared, but I'm not here just because of their will or way. I'm here because God imagined me. Hmm. And in his wisdom, he breathed me, he formed me, and he brought me into this world right now. And he's caused me to be in this world and to live until the year 2020. And here I am on purpose. Man, because my beginning goes back before the dawn of time.
What difference does it make? Here's the difference it can make for you listening today. You can make a choice. You have to decide. What do you believe? Why are you here? What's your beginning? Think about it. Have you got a better explanation? Can you make more sense out of this broken world than what we've just outlined for you? Do you want to just believe that you're here by random chance, that everything is without purpose, that all the universe, which operates so precisely that you could set time by it? Oh, in fact, we do. (laughs) Our calendars and our clocks and everything are because of the precision of the movement of the sun and the stars and the earth. All of that's so precise. You want to just bet that all of that is random chance? And that your DNA, your human eye, your capacity to speak and hear, the brain that you carry, all that is just like chance. Or you could buy into this. God made you and he imagined you and he dreamed you up and he loved you and he brought you to being right now. Make a choice to believe that. And if that's your choice, then pray with us right now and see what he can do. Our Father, we're so thankful that you are our creator. We're thankful that you came into this world in the person of your son, Jesus. We're thankful for the way in which he bridged a gap for us so that we, corrupted by our own wickedness, our own fault, our own sin, can be made right and clean and faultless before you. We're so thankful, Lord, that we have a chance to realize our purpose for which you imagined us so long ago and have brought us into being just now. If we have the breath of life today, Lord, we have something to do for the good. We pray, Lord, that we will be surrendered into your hand, that we'll be recreated new in Christ Jesus, that we'll be forgiven of our past and empowered for our future. And we pray, Lord, that the world will be better because we walked in it, pandemic or none, devil or none, that we will be about the business of following Jesus, reclaiming and taking back what hell has stolen in this world. Thank you for hearing our prayer, and we offer it in Jesus' name. Amen. If you have prayed with us, or maybe you didn't pray because you still have questions, wherever your head is right now, give us a call. Dial this number, 1-800-757-VIEW. That's 1-800-757-8439. 24 hours a day and seven days a week. We're on it. We're by the phone. We want to hear your voice. But wait a minute, Jay. I know not everyone will call. How can they find us online? Well, if you're like me, most will go to the website, and that's cbhviewpoint.org. CBH, Christians Broadcasting Hope. Yep, that's who we are. We're Christians. We're broadcasting. We're talking to you. Yes, you, and we've got hope. cbhviewpoint.org. Check it out. Send us an email. On the other hand, you may be watching this uh, through Facebook or some social media channel, and if that's the case, just give us a comment in the feed or send us a private message. Or at the last, just write me a letter. Get out some paper and buy a stamp. Address it to Jim Lyon, Viewpoint, Post Office Box 2420, Anderson, Indiana, 46018, USA. But by whatever method you choose, by the phone, online, through social media, or by the post, please let us hear from you this week. Hey, Jay Harvey, always glad to see you. Great topic, Jim. It's been great. So amazing that God dreamed you up so long ago, and (laughs) here you are. And I have the chance to be with you. (laughs) And we're so glad you joined us uh, this week also, and we hope that you'll join us again next week as we continue to unpack what this means about in the beginning and before the beginning, and so what now? But until then, for all of us at the Viewpoint team, for all of us at Church of God Ministries, which is the host of our broadcast, this is Jim Lyon. Stay tuned.